need a recap of Sunday's readings? It's time for Homily Highlights on Mater Day Radio. And today's homily highlight from Father Bill Moissant, pastor at Resurrection Church in Tualatin. I will not leave you orphans. I will not leave you orphans. That is what Jesus is saying to his disciples as he anticipates his passion, death on the cross, his resurrection, and ascension to the Father. I will not leave you orphans. Jesus had a very parental relationship with his disciples. He sometimes in the gospel refers to them as my children. When Jesus was with his disciples in a room, he was likely the oldest man there, or one of the older. Tradition, he was about 33 years old. Lifespan for a man in those days was about 40. So if you were 40, you were old. Jesus is 33. James and John scholars think we're probably young teenagers. And so he would have been an older person teaching them and they would have listened to him. But I will not leave you orphans. It would be as if you were leaving your child behind, saying, goodbye, I'm leaving now. But I won't leave you alone. I'm going to send you help. And so Jesus does. The Advocate, the Holy Spirit, will descend upon the disciples on Pentecost, Pentecost was a great Jewish feast. It was 50 days after Passover. It was on that Jewish feast of Pentecost that the Holy Spirit descended upon the disciples and formed them into church. We will celebrate that coming of the Holy Spirit in two weeks on the feast of Pentecost. The church will need that Holy Spirit. This is all new to them. You read these accounts over and over again, and they seemed common. They seemed familiar. But they had never gone through this before. They didn't know what was happening. Jesus will even be frustrated with them at times in the gospel, saying, why don't you get it? Why don't you understand? But they're just confused and lost. And so they would need the Holy Spirit to guide them, to help them figure out what are we supposed to do, especially after Jesus ascends into heaven? Now what do we do? Now what do we do as disciples of Jesus Christ? Many things will happen in the early church that would have been very confusing for them. The whole idea of an advocate would have been a foreign idea to them. Jewish theology, there is no idea of a person as a spirit. Talk about the spirit of God, but that's like God's presence. Here, Jesus is talking about someone. It says the spirit, it's a someone coming to help you, to be your advocate, be your representative, to intervene for you and guide you. In the first reading, we have the account of Philip going to Samaria. That would have been unusual on its own because the Jews didn't go to Samaria. 
In fact, they would go out of their way to walk around Samaria so they didn't have to go through that territory. It's a favorite, famous road down by the Jordan River so they could use that route, not go through the territory of the Samaritans. There's all kinds of reasons why, but they looked down on the Samaritans. But now we have Philip going to Samaria. That would have been amazing all by itself. What's even more amazing is the Samaritans are believing in Jesus. They're following the way. They're even being baptized. Philip is baptizing them. And so he comes back to the apostles and say, I've been down in Samaria and they're believing in Jesus. That's amazing. It's so amazing that Peter and John will go down to Samaria to see what's going on. What's going on with these Samaritans? They're becoming with us, followers of the way. They weren't called Christians yet, but they soon would be. And so they go down and they determine that, yes, they've been baptized in the name of Jesus, <clears throat> but they haven't received the Holy Spirit yet. So Peter and John lay their hands on them and the newly baptized now receive the Holy Spirit. But they had to be guided in that. What are we supposed to be doing? That's what the Spirit is telling them to do, to guide them as they uh, put this group together, organize the church, try to figure out what to do in terms of following Jesus now that he's gone. And so on this sixth Sunday of Easter, reminded of the work of the Spirit in our lives, the Holy Spirit. It's so traditional in the Western church to think about God and think about Jesus. And then this Holy Spirit, this being, what do we do about the Holy Spirit? Especially in the West, we've sort of lost track of that, although that's getting better. In the East, they've always had a close relationship with the Holy Spirit. And so as we come close to the end of the Easter season, it's time to think of the Holy Spirit working in our lives. Jesus isn't here like he used to be when he was here in his public ministry. Died, rose from the dead, sent into the Father. And the Holy Spirit's here helping us do the work of the church, doing the work of Jesus. Jesus says that if you love me, you will keep my commandments. That's a sign. If you love Jesus, you will keep his commandments. Now, we're not just talking about the Ten Commandments in the Old Testament. We're talking about the commandments that Jesus gives us in the gospel as well. Love God, love your neighbor. Love your neighbor as yourself. Love people like I love you, he would tell his disciples. That's the command. The command is to love. It will set the Christian church apart because it's so different. You will know they are Christian by their love. Because it's weird for a group to be focused in on love especially in this culture that Jesus was in. But it would make the Christians very different. But the Holy Spirit guided them, helped them to live out the commandments of Jesus. Obey the commandments, love other people, 
you love Jesus. If we don't love other people, we can't love Jesus. It's one of those truths that's so very profound, but it's simple. You can understand it. It's not complicated. If you love Jesus, you love other people. If you love other people, you love Jesus, because you're following his commands. Now, you may not have warm feelings about them, but the love in the scripture is action word. It's how we treat other people, treat them with respect, treat them with forgiveness, treat them with mercy, support them, help them, especially when they're in trouble. Don't abandon them. Don't hate them. Don't be violent towards them. Don't discriminate against them. Don't talk badly about them. Rather, we love them just like Jesus loves us. That's what Jesus is talking about in the gospel today. To love everyone as he loves us. Following the Spirit, it's what we do as Christians. Follow the Holy Spirit and open ourselves up to that guidance and be aware of it. Be aware of the guidance that the Holy Spirit gives us through the community, through the scriptures, through the sacraments, people around us, just experiences of our lives. When you got up this morning, you suffered. Hard to get up, hard to start the day sometimes. Suffer. St. Peter is talking about that in the second reading. And he's saying, well, if you're going to suffer, because you are anyway, at least suffer doing good. Don't suffer doing bad. Don't do that. If you're going to suffer, suffer doing good things, good things for other people. And then that way we fulfill the promise that Jesus gives us to have an advocate that we're called to follow and to be like Jesus and to love the people around us. And that is today's homily highlight from Father Bill Moisant at Pastor at Resurrection Church in Tualatin.